Hi, welcome to this week's Brilliant Perspective podcast with Graham Cook. I'm Michael Becchio, and today we have part five of our popular Q&A series with Graham, in which he answers questions from one of our listeners. In this podcast, Graham talks about how intimacy with the Lord begins with him, and this solid fact is both our foundation and starting point in relationship. Graham discusses the simplicity of connection with the Father, learning to trust in his unwavering commitment to us, and his promise to never leave us nor forsake us at any time. The Trinity are all at work within you to grow and sustain your fellowship with them, creating a secure, restful, and peaceful haven on the inside in which you can abide with full assurance of their care. Enjoy. Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Uh, My question today is from Rebecca. And it's in three parts. So this is the first part. What practical steps do I take to grow in intimacy with the Lord? I think, personally speaking, everything starts with God, not you. The way you come into salvation is the way that salvation is sustained. You didn't wake up one morning and think, it's Thursday, it's sunny. I think I'll get saved today. God sent some really strange person into your life, and now you are one. (laughs) God initiated the contact. So, and, and the way that salvation runs is in that same format. He initiates, you respond. Now, that gets backed up when we stop really walking with God from our end, you know, we, we don't welcome him in the day. Our hearts are not tuned in to him. And so we feel, you know, uh, in this strange world that we're living in, we feel that I'm out of sorts with God. And you should realize that God is never out of sorts with you. Uh, the truth is that he came looking for you. He chose you. Why did he choose you? It's because he wanted you in his life. We're always big, and rightly so, talking about you know, having Jesus in your life and asking Jesus into your life. But the key thing is God wanted you in his life. So there was a conversation in heaven. And Father asked Jesus if he would come and, you know, and introduce the kingdom and create a whole new covenant using his own blood rather than the blood of animals. And so God wanted you in his life and nothing has changed. So everything starts with God, not you. So if you're really feeling like you're out of sorts with God, don't try to find that in prayer. Find it by rejoicing. Rejoicing and thanksgiving. Always rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why? Because rejoicing is the biggest, the best, and the fastest step to get yourself back into a place of grace and presence with the Lord. Because he's not out of presence with you. Jesus lives in you. So he doesn't pop out when you do something weird. He stays the whole time. So what I'm really saying is here is that Father and Jesus take care of the relationship. You are in Christ, in God.
So Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. I don't know how many thousands and thousands of times I've rejoiced in that. Thank you, Lord, that you're in me and I am in you. And so it's a done deal. We have, we have relationship. So Father and Jesus take care of the relationship. The Holy Spirit and you take care of the fellowship. And the Father loves you as he loves Jesus. So what does that mean? It means God's love for you is not based on your behavior. It's based on your identity in Jesus. So you're always safe. You're always secure. And then the Holy Spirit and I, Holy Spirit and we, practice our fellowship together with the Father and the Son. So the Holy Spirit takes care of the fellowship. He's in the day-to-day moments with you, him and Jesus, always talking, always praying, and I am always part of that threefold code. Jesus, Holy Spirit, and me. We're always in sync. I always like to refer to that as three plus me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and me. And I like that especially because I'm never outnumbered. (laughs) These are the three biggest people in the universe. And they're all on my side. And that's really exactly how you need to feel about yourself. God is always on your side. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he guarantees that in two ways. One, by putting Christ into you and then putting you into him. And secondly, by giving you the Holy Spirit. So there's always at least three of you on the inside. And when Father joins, you know, that's cool, as always. So you're always outnumbered. You're always outnumbering the opposition. You're always, out, you're always in, outrageously um, blessed by the presence of God in you which never fails. And rejoicing is key to that. So, you know, don't try and pray your way into the presence of God. Rejoice that he's in you and that you are in him. You've not been disconnected. There is no such thing as a disconnect. Romans 8 says you cannot be separated from the love of God. Why? Because he won't allow it. Now, you can move out of the sense of his presence, but you can't lose the reality of his presence because that doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. So all we're doing is getting back into the the sense of reality and truth and focus that God is with me. And that's a rejoicing issue. It's not a prayer issue. And I always live between two incredible points. Um, One is Malachi 3 verse 6 which says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Well, the Lord is saying, I don't change. Therefore my sense of who you are never alters. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are my child. And my understanding and love and passion for you will never change because I am unchanging. Isn't that beautiful? And then Hebrews 13.8 says that, um, that <clears throat> Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brilliant. Always the same. He's like, God doesn't change. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't get annoyed. He's just, because this is a new covenant. In the old covenant, it was a visitational covenant 
which means God could lift off you and, and, and you could separate yourself. But in the new covenant, it's based on identity. It's based on something God did, the sacrifice of Jesus, which is always powerful on your behalf. So in the new covenant, it's a whole different ball game. It's like the difference between football and baseball. You know, we're playing a different game with different rules. And now God lives in us, so we have an internal covenant that is a habitational covenant. And three of those people are never going to leave you. That means you can't leave either because they all live in you. I think it's gloriously simple, beautiful, and powerful. And don't let anyone talk you out of what presence really means for you. Second part of Rebecca's question is, what does this look like when it seems like the Lord is being silent? To me, it looks like trust. Let me read you something from Proverbs. Chapter 3, you all know this. Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. The Lord speaks in your heart, because that's where Jesus lives. So here's the thing. Don't ever be trying to listen to God's voice in your head. He doesn't speak to your head. I mean, why would he speak to the hardest part of you? Seriously. He lives in your heart and he speaks. God doesn't speak to you. He speaks in you. He speaks from where he abides. And what he's saying is, if you abide in me, then I will abide in you. And that's a reality that we know that he is abiding in us. So if we abide in him abiding in us, then we will have the results of intimate fellowship because we'll be in the same space together. You're always in that space with God. And so that's why when you're there, you can pray with thanks. Don't try to hear with your head. Just be still and trust. I remember one time I was, uh, I can't remember the city I was in, but I was in this enormous hotel. I had like about 50, 60 floors or something. I remember coming out of my room, I was going to the, the place of meeting, and, and we'd had this conversation from the early morning just about living in peace and living in rest. And, and, um, and as we were walking down this really long corridor to get to the elevators, the Lord says, so um, what happens when you press an elevator button? I said, well... If the elevator is below you, then it will come up to meet you. And, he said, and then I said, and if the elevator is above you, it'll come down to meet you. So the Lord says, so just pressing that button means that uh, what's, something will come your way, whether, you're, whether it's from a place below or a place above. And I said, yeah. He went, huh, that's just like prayer. That's just like trust. That's just like hearing. I said, how do you mean? He said, imagine the elevator is the space that, you know, is, is the special place that Jesus lives in with you. 
So when you rejoice, you press the button and something that is in you begins to rise up into your conscious mind. And uh, so then when the door opens, you step in, the door closes, and you have fellowship until you get to where you want to go. He said, that's just like life in the spirit. Everything comes from Jesus in you. And it, it rises up on the inside of you. Most Christians are looking outside there, you know, for me to do something when I've already put Jesus and the Holy Spirit in you. So everything is in you now. So there's that sense of imminence with God, permanence with God, where everything is in you because Christ is in you. So as he is, so are we in this world. Brilliant. So you really look within into your own spirit. And what I have put in your spirit in the context of uh, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, that will rise up within you into your conscious mind. So I don't speak to you, I speak in you. And all the gifts I give you, I give in you. So you are in this place with me where, and in that place in the spirit, there's no turmoil, there's no stress, there's no striving, because the Prince of Peace lives there, so you can't be stressful. So you're in this place, and everything comes to you from Christ within. So we're trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, not our head. We're trusting in the Lord that he's in the place in our heart where God said he would be. So be still and trust. And when you press the trust button, for me, it's just like, Lord, this is my situation. And I want to know that I trust. I want you to know I trust you in it. And I have such a high expectation of you and the Holy Spirit and I working together in this situation. I like expectation. It's a, part, it's a big part of trust. If you're worrying, you're not trusting. And it's difficult to expect. So you have to bring yourself back to the reality of Christ in me. He never changes. He's always the same. So you always know where you are with God because he never changes. I love that. And so presence rises up in the same way. When I wake up in the morning, my favorite thing is just to sit in my chair and close my eyes and say, Lord, I'm here and I thank you that you've always been here. So thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're in me. And then I'll just start to worship, to rejoice that he's with me, that he's for me, and, and so on. And then somewhere in all of that, you feel the presence of God. It takes a while to learn because what you're really learning is how to be at rest, how to be peaceful, how to trust the Lord. And you can trust the Lord as a much-loved child. Always make trust really incredibly simple. Like the presence of God, like anything God says. You know, whenever God says anything, it's like, God says it, I believe it, that jolly well settles it. <laughs> so keep it really, really simple. And I think sometimes the route, the route into being a man or a woman of God is to become someone who has a childlike simplicity. And, and you never lose that simplicity uh, because you can beat the enemy by being as simple as a much-loved child. God said it. I believe it. 
that settles it. I always write a crafted prayer for situations. So you can borrow this one until you get one of your own. Father, thank you that you are with me and for me. You never leave nor forsake me. I trust you to make your presence known. I trust your heart towards me. Jesus in me deserves me to hear your heart and rejoice in your words. Amen. That's why I call a push prayer. Pray until something happens. But I just have a simple prayer, crafted prayer. When anything goes right, I just like get back into that prayer because it grounds you, it centers you. You know, if you're sliding, it'll, it'll stop the slide. It'll allow your thinking to get turned on by your heart. So I love that. I practice it. It's a really good, it's a really good prayer. I use it all the time. I don't know how many years I've been using it, but it's brilliant, so I've never changed it. And it always does the same thing. It always anchors me in who God is. And the third part of Rebecca's question is, how can I hear his voice? And what do I do to get rid of any disconnect that is keeping me from hearing his voice? So <clears throat> here's the thing. There is no disconnect. God hasn't disconnected from you. Therefore, there is no disconnect. Now, you may have temporarily pulled the plug out, but there is no disconnect. It's just really about you realizing who God is. It's not about you scrambling to say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I disconnected, I'm sorry. It's not about that. And he doesn't really appreciate hearing that. It's more like, thank you, Lord. You never disconnect from me. Therefore, I can't disconnect from you because you have the power. <laughs> you have the power of connection. So I'm always connected because that's how you like it. So... Thank him for being connected to you. He never switches off. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. That means if you think you can disconnect from him, well, I need to disabuse you of that notion. <laughs> That's never going to work. You're in him now. Once he accepted you, he's not rejecting you. I am with you always. I am always with you. I will never fail you. I will never leave you. That's his heart speaking. And so, because his heart is saying, I am always with you, then he's the one that's in charge of the connection, really in charge. So, if you've disconnected for a week, you can come and say, Lord, thank you that you are connected, that I am connected to you, and that never changes. So, you don't beg God for something he's already given you. Lord, I'm so sorry, I've done this, I've done this. He's just going to look at you and say, you never left me. I'm always with you. That means you never left me. I can see where you are. I know what's happening. No need to apologize. Just stay connected. And remember, connection depends on me, not on you. And that's where you need to have a place of rest in the Lord. Because you're safe. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. When God makes his home in you, then it's a reality for him. And it's a reality that you can't, you can't abuse because it doesn't depend on you or what you're doing. It doesn't depend on you saying sorry. It, 
It's just, Lord, thank you. You don't leave. Thank you. You don't leave. That's a matter of thanksgiving and rejoicing. And the joy of the Lord is restored, can be restored in an instant. I know your heart towards me. I love saying that to him. Thank him for being connected to you. It's about his nature towards you. That is your starting place for renewal and refreshing. Who is God for me? And then in the context of that, you're learning how to be with him and, and stay in him and abide in him. And your part is resting, staying and abiding. And then in that, there is, you get into a continuous flow with him. There's no long-term answer for this because it isn't really necessary. It's just about relational focus. He put Jesus into you, so the focus is on his side. So once you agree with that, then you have the same focus as him. So it's a relational focus. God doesn't leave me, therefore he's present. God never changes, therefore I'm always safe. New, I love the whole thing of new every morning with the Lord. I keep short accounts with God. You know, I think that uh, the best way to live this life is just to keep turning and lifting your heart throughout the day. It's a relationship. Don't make it a functional thing, like only praying for something when you need it. It's like people say, well, how can you have peace when you're in a crisis? And I said, honestly, that question is the wrong way around. The real answer is, if you live in peace, you'll never have a crisis. The crisis won't touch you. It won't bother you. Yeah, the crisis might be swirling around you, but the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. So we practice, I practice my peace every single day so that I never need peace because I'm always practicing it. I'm always living in it. So when you've got peace, you tend to see things coming uh, from afar off. And, you know, you can build up your peace even more. But trying to find peace when a crisis is hit, it's a little like a fireman trying to build a fire engine on the way to the fire. You know, something is going wrong right from the beginning. So I'm expectant because Jesus is in me. And that's the lifestyle that he wants you to have. I have Jesus, what more do I need? Because I have Jesus, because he has me, we are together, we're of one heart, one mind, one voice, one accord. I have peace because I have one accord. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have one accord. And they bring us into that relationship. So practicing being of one accord Absolutely, it means that you're not going to be double-minded. Where was God when I needed him? Well, he was right there. Where were you? And sometimes, you know, you just have to ask the question, is my thinking letting me down? Is my thinking the problem? So when you abide in Jesus, your mind is renewed constantly. Why? Because it's a relationship. And on top of that relationship, you can build a fellowship 
that empowers you to walk with God throughout every day because it's three plus me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit in you. Every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every circumstance. Three plus me. They're always with you. They never leave you. Never let the reality of his presence in you be overwhelmed by anything from the world. The kingdom is so much more powerful than the world. And so living in intimacy is your right. God wants to be intimate with you. So I trust that. I know that he wants to be intimate. And there are times, you know, the thing is, the longer you grow in this relational lifestyle, the more things happen to you and around you that demonstrate the presence of God. So I often know when God wants to talk to me because I feel, physically, I feel his hand on my head. And it's like when my head, you know, right on my ball pad. So when my head starts to get strangely warmed, I know it's the Lord saying, come aside. So I stop what I'm doing. And I come aside. God has ways of connecting with you. He's not going to tell you what they are. He's just going to say, this is the range. Just be ready. Be in the zone with me. Abide with me. And these things will happen all around you because presence is always going to force its way into your situation. Presence is always just going to gently tiptoe its way into your situation. But when you are relying on God's intimacy, not yours, then you are postured to actually have a great walk with him, a great day with him, a brilliant life with him. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I loved Graham's simple explanation of how the way you come into salvation is the same way it is maintained by God's initiation, His grace, and His intentionality towards us. (laughs) What a joy. Our delight is just to receive and respond I love this truth because it disarms any striving or performance within us. Sometimes just recalling or being reminded of how steadfast and secure you actually are in the Father's arms is all that's needed to realign your heart with heaven. You know God is always faithful in his commitment to you from his end. He's always engaged in some way and never disconnected. If you don't feel close, maybe it's just a lack of awareness And a little rejoicing and thanksgiving can realign you with the truth. You are always one with him in Christ, beloved. And his spirit always dwells within you. That's where he loves to be, is with you and in you. As we prepare to start a new year, Graham, the brilliant team, and I would love to have you join our community if you haven't already. You can subscribe to this Brilliant Perspectives podcast series right here in your podcast app. And to connect further with us, check out our website, brilliantperspectives.com. Again, that's brilliantperspectives.com, where you can sign up for our popular free weekly newsletter called Brilliant News. We include a lot of great resources and updates on Graham's activity in the world of Brilliant there. I hope you are richly blessed today, beloved. As always, we appreciate you joining us, and may you live vibrantly in the extravagant love of Christ, and remember this Christmas the joy of His presence with you 
Emmanuel. Emmanuel.